This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Alright guys, that might not be Stone Cold Steve Austin's music, but when you hear Gloria, you automatically think of Larry flowers and he is kind enough to come on the podcast today this is a big moment again this is ken and dale dale say what up let's go and we got larry flowers what's up buddy how you doing man my boys i'm great man i'm great thanks for having me no thanks for thanks for hopping on and like it's you have a really really cool story and i I can't really kind of wait to jump into this uh number one jeweler in the nhl mlb we'll kind of get into that a little bit if you go on his website that's larryflowers.com testimonials by some names i don't know if you guys have ever heard of these names before Connor mcdavid you ever hear that <laughs> kevin shankirk uh matt harvey tyler sagan taylor hall all all of those people are just way cooler than we are so we appreciate <laughs> that uh i guess larry like how, how did you get to where you're at today? Like, where, where did the whole jewelry thing come in to go? Like, let's start from the very beginning. Let's build a foundation for our listeners. What's going on? Yeah, so, yeah, so I, uh, I graduated from college, University of Pittsburgh, 2004, moved out to California. My sister went to USC. I was supposed to move to New York, moved to L.A. instead. After I went to visit her my senior year, I'm like, what is this place? You know, there's girls running around everywhere. It's, I mean, what Hollywood? It's just what's happening. I'm like scratching my head. I'm a Northeast Philly guy. So I'm like, what is this? Um, <laughs> fell in love with LA, went back to Philly after I graduated and worked a little bit, moved out to LA after I saved up some dough and uh, had some fun for a few years. And then I kind of fell into the gold, silver, diamond business, just buying uh, scrap gold basically from, from the public. And uh, that slowly turned into retail. I eventually had a bunch of diamonds and nice designer jewelry and nice watches and stuff like that. Um, and so slowly but surely, I just got into retail and I had a, I, I already had a really nice network in the NHL. A lot of my best boys played in the NHL for a long time. And so it kind of just one and one just kind of came together. Um, rest was history, I guess, you know, did you know that you were going to be involved in the jewelry game? Like after like leaving college, was that something that was in the back of your mind or just one day you're like, Oh, Hey, this seems like a good idea. Nobody like, I could really get the market here. I didn't, I didn't know when, when, when I was in college and when I left college and I first moved to LA, I didn't know what I was doing the next day. I really, <laughs> all I knew was that I wanted to go and have a good time, live my life to, to the fullest, go meet some chicks, <laughs> figure out what I wanted to do. I mean, that's the truth, man. I mean, that, that's, that's really who I was. Meet, meet a lot of good people and which I did and 
Um, I, no, I did not know I was going to get into the jewelry business. It was called kind of, it all kind of just fell into my lap. Um, but here I am. Crazy. No, it is crazy. And I think every, every single person alive at one point in their life has to buy some sort of jewelry, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm 29. I don't have a girlfriend, like a consistent one. Uh, but at some point I'm going to want to get married or I'm going to want to deck myself out. And I think that there's just tons of questions jewelry wise that like, I don't like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, have a, I have a ton of questions. I mean, I'm 27, but like engagements and stuff like I, I don't even know where to begin there so right like I just found out the other day that you, you buy more than one wedding ring like it's not you do the engagement ring and then another one so you just you just keep getting you're under assault there <laughs> like you just yeah. so as soon as, someone, as soon as someone calls me for an engagement ring I'm like I got him <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know no, like, no, no. <laughs> he, oh yeah I actually I always ask my clients are you sure you want to do this before I tell you this thing and it's just especially, so, especially the people I know yeah, but okay. So before we kind of get into like more, more, I kind of want to get some lingo out of the way. Yeah. So uh, one of our buddies, he just recently got engaged. We told him that you were coming on, and we're like, dude, like we don't know. He's, don't he's, know he's like the most stylish one of our friends. Yeah, far. this is yeah. A, this kid. Like he would grow up, and like he's one of those like sneakerheads where it's like a new shoe came out. He would have his parents drive him all the way to Brooklyn to fucking pick up these shoes. And then at one point, like he probably had like forty thousand dollars worth of shoes, I think. Oh yeah. Which and I'm not even exact. That was just his thing. So, he, yeah, very into style, and we're talking to him, and he starts saying these things, and he's like, oh, the four C's. Hey, what what are the four C's, dude? Like, I feel like I should I should be a little bit better at this. Well, there's three of them, but... Three? Okay, so he's already wrong. There's three C's. Okay. Yeah, cut clarity. Um, it, it, just, it, it just weighs a great in diamonds. Um, cut, cut, it's actually uh, cut... Uh, symmetry, polish. Um, as far as the C's are, actually, I don't know what you're talking about with the C's, but it basically comes down to the cut, the polish, the symmetry, um, and then when you talk about the grades of diamonds, uh, the, it starts from the letter, as far as the whiteness is concerned, the, 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 the color of the diamond starts at D, which is the best, and then it goes all the way to Z, and then you got the clarity, which goes from flawless all the way down uh, to, to I1 or I2. Uh, which you generally don't want to, you, you want to stay away from that. But, you know, these are all little tidbits about diamonds that I take a lot of pride in making sure that my clients understand in detail. I mean, I spend a lot of time with my clients explaining them the whole uh, process of diamonds, which, you know, to be completely honest with you, a lot of jewelers don't. Um, they like to just yeah, kind of... A lot of jewelers are probably just looking to flip shit, but, like, it's a, it's a lot of money, man. Like, it's, it's almost an investment in itself to be, like, buying these things. The fact that you're kind of taking... Yeah, yeah, so the fact that you're taking that extra, like couple i don't know how long it takes i mean that's huge because right because i'm sure there's a lot of people that are just like money 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 and that's all that they want but you finally well, get a guy uh, who's like in all seriousness I, I i take a lot of pride in what i do um and that's not to say that other jewelers don't but other jewelers yeah. typically you know you go you walk to a nice jewelry store uh what do they do they have their inventory of diamonds that they bought at whatever closeout or whatever the deal is they know their margins or whatever diamonds they have you walk in oh i have the perfect diamond for you based on what you want to spend they, they want to make an advantageous decision based on their own business. Um, I don't do that. Uh, I, I source diamonds based on what my client wants. And there's very, very important boxes that need to be checked in order for me to even consider showing a diamond to a client. Um, so I, I have a network of diamond dealers all over the country, some of the biggest in the country. Um, and so when I reach out looking for the right diamonds for my clients and I get usually two, three, four different options for my clients, I get them in my office. I kind of look at them. I, I know what's what, um, those are diamonds that I'm comfortable selling to my, to my clients. I will only show a diamond to my client if it's 
if it's a quote unquote desirable diamond, why do I do that? Um, because uh, I'm one of the few jewelers that offers 100% full trade-in for life uh, okay. on a diamond. If you ever wanted to upgrade or something like that, um, why do I do that? Because I know that if I take that diamond back, it's, it's a nice stone. It's something I'm, I'm comfortable reselling. It won't be hard for me to resell. Where, you know, you walk into some jewelry stores, they'll push some product on you, whatever it might be. You go back a couple of years, you see what it's really worth when they make their offers to buy it back. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't ever, I don't have a luxury of doing that. One, because I deal with a lot of good friends of mine. Two, because I deal with people um, like NHL, celebrities, Major League Baseball. And my word is everything. I have no room for error. But, you know, I'm like that anyway. That's not the main reason why I, I built my business that way. But um, I take a lot of pride in making sure that I sell a good product, a, a quality product. No, and, and I mean, that's awesome, man. And you're building that trust factor, right? You're building that networking factor. You you have a client and he trusts you and then his buddy comes out and he's like, man, I got to get a ring. Well, you're going to send him to the guy who actually gives a shit and a guy who's going to go the extra mile to help. And that's huge, right? You're, you're This isn't like $15 we're throwing around here, guys. It's this, one of the biggest purchases of your Yeah, life, exactly. Everybody's going to remember that moment. So I think that's really cool. Another word, a bust down. You just found what? this one. I today. literally just it bust down. I don't know. I guess it's like when you put jewelry on clothes. I thought that was called bedazzled. <laughs> no? I don't. Yeah. See, dude, we shouldn't have been brought up this lingo thing. Larry's well, looking at us like we're a bunch of fucking clowns. <laughs> I mean, I've just been, listen, I'm an old school hip hop guy. I like Wu-Tang, The Roots, Jay-Z, not stuff like that. There's new rappers. They might be talking about something I don't know nothing about. Oh, I don't listen to them. No, I'm good. I'm good with it, man. So, okay. So in the jewelry game, I mean, you, you got it locked up. Uh, but every once in a while, there's, like, fake diamonds and shit, and I don't know anything about it. So, like, in terms of, like, fake, authentic, like, how quick can you detect ah. money? Are you, like, very just, like, oh, I already know? Immediately, of course. Wizard. Um, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because I get people that call me all the time, and they, they, they send me pictures from, like, a jewelry store all over the country. Um, and they'll be like, hey, I have this. Can you make what, – what would you offer me this for? And they'll tell me the, you know, the, the details, uh, the, the, the carat weight of, like, a tennis bracelet. Um, whatever it might be. And then I come back with a price and go, well, I found this way cheaper. Now I know what I'm doing. Okay. So immediately yeah. the first thing I say to the client is be very careful because I promise you a lot of those diamonds, if not all of them are man-made diamonds. I don't sell man-made diamonds. It's for kids. Um, <laughs> very important. Well, Listen, I know how to price myself. When I price jewelry, I always only give the right price first. I don't even, I don't even negotiate. People try to negotiate with me and I don't, the reason is because I give the best price in the industry right out of the gate. People know that about me. They trust that about me. Trust is everything in my business. Um, and so, uh, again, when people come to me uh, and they ask me to build them something custom uh, or whatever, and, and if they find something elsewhere and they, they, they throw out a price that clearly doesn't make sense, there's probably a reason. And the reason is usually they're not, even, they're not real diamonds or they're man-made diamonds. And I don't, I don't mess with those. Now, again, I haven't really bought diamonds before, but, like, I have bought a car before. And, like, you go and you buy a car, you're always dealing with a manager. Oh, wait, let's see what my manager can do this. And it is the most annoying fucking thing on the world. And then when you leave the lot, your car just goes down, like, 15 grand. So if you bring it back immediately, you're already dashed 15. So, like, it's, I think it's cool the fact that, like, you don't play games. It's like, okay, this is what it is. And, and also, when you come back, you're probably going to get the same fucking thing that it's sold for. Well, the other, the other thing is, uh, I got a pretty good company going. I do pretty big numbers, but when my clients deal with someone with my company, they deal with me and only me. And I make all the time in the world. 
for all my clients that includes on Instagram, that means DMs, whatever the case might be. I mean, you know, I'm not bragging by any, that's not my style, but um, if you were to look at my DMs in the morning, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I got so many, it's nuts. And I, I respond to every single one. I get DMs from people saying, literally, hey, Flowers, what's up, man? I'm really, I'm in the market for an engagement ring, but I, you know, I'm just a regular guy or a pigeon. I'm not like these NHL guys. So if you don't respond, I understand. Either way, I love your page. I'm like, what? I text it back right away. And in some cases, I'm like, buddy, here's my, here's my cell phone. Give me a call. Let's talk. That's because, so cool. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, people, and I get it. You know, people see famous athletes on my page 24-7. They see, you know, they see $100,000 watches and, you know, half million dollar diamonds or whatever it might be. And people are like, well, I, buddy, I'm from Northeast Philly. Man. I'm a guy's guy. Um, I don't put anybody on top of it. Connor McDavid is my boy. He's the same as anybody. He's the same as me, you. He's just a man. You know what I mean? And I, and I mean that. that. That means a lot to me. No, I mean, that means a lot to me, man, because in the current environment that we live in, the world that we live in, everything's about clout. Everything's about image, right? And there, there really aren't. Any... Rules, exactly. And I think that's fucking awesome, man. Same. That's really, really cool. Um, here's one for you. What's the most ridiculous order or the most outrageous ask you've ever, like, received? Uh, ask. As far I mean, as, like, jewelry? million dollar diamond that's pretty insane uh yeah like has, has anybody ever asked you to do something you're like what the fuck ah uh, you know i wish i had a better answer for you but i don't i don't know if anyone's ever asked me for anything really crazy i mean i get i get funny i mean i i had someone the other day literally asked me if i would uh what they asked me if something for the leafs because the leafs are playing so poorly right now uh they asked oh, i had i had someone ask me if I, they begged me to go to toronto and take the whole team out the way I did in Philly for the St. Louis Blues because they want their team to kind of turn it around. I mean, that's that's great. And I, I mean, I get, I get funny DMs all the time about people that wanting like willing to do crazy things to work for me and stuff like that. But as far as like building something wild, I not, I wish I had a better answer, but I don't. I fucking love that the Leafs are taking a page out of the Blues book, dude. You're gonna end up just being the NHL hype guy, man. That, that's unreal. Uh, that's... I, I, I literally just got the message a couple of days ago. I sent it over to the boys over spit check. We all laughed a little bit. <laughs> that's unreal. Uh, well, okay. In in your collection, well, yeah. What's like the most expensive or rarest piece that you have? And maybe not like maybe that what you have. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot here in my office. I mean, there's $2 million pieces of jewelry that's been put together, uh, colored diamonds, um, uh, stuff like this. This is an AP Royal Oak, yellow gold. I mean, it's not too crazy. It's $60,000 watch, stuff like that. I mean, I got a, every watch in a book here. Um, it, but I have access to anything also. So, you know, in the, in the jewelry business, it's not necessarily always what you have. It's what you have access to, you know, and I have access to almost anything. I mean, that that's pretty incredible. Is, is the design process weird? Like, if somebody says, I, I want, like, how does that work? Like, if I was like, hey, man, I want a Rolex, I want gold, I want some diamonds and that shit, you just whip it right up, and then you just send me four different options? Because I, 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 I always take the time, and, you know, I do a lot of texting, but I always take the time to try to get my clients on the phone and see what they're really interested in. I always, I always like to know where they're at financially and as far as, like, what they're willing to spend, and um, you know, the, one of the main ways that I do my business, uh, is, is I, I try to pull out of, of a client, what is your realistic ballpark budget? The realistic, once I know that it allows me to, it, it helps me do my job better. It helps me find you the right pieces. Um, everything, I, I don't try to push, uh, BBS diamonds or, or, or the highest quality in, in, in all cases. It depends on what the budget is. This is basically what I tell my clients and it's damn, it's as true as can be. 
Anything that I show you or that I offer you would be something that I'm comfortable selling my own brother. And yeah. that's the truth. I mean, it, it, that's the way that I do business. Um, it, it's based on a budget. I want to try to figure out how to maximize your money. You know, let's get some, let's get as much size as possible without sacrificing quality. Let's sacrifice a little bit of clarity without sacrificing too much of it. Um, you know, sac without sacrificing too much size, you know, kind of find a happy medium. Um, and then we kind of go from there and we go back and forth and just figure out what makes the most sense. And, you know, I have a, usually my client, it's a seamless, uh, it's a seamless process. Um, it's a, I, I would think that my, the way that I do business and the way that I close my clients is probably a little bit easier than, than most yours. But again, I have, I, I've got the uh, trust of a lot of people, especially with some of my testimonials and things that I've done in the past. Obviously, the spent chicklets was huge for me. So I'm grateful for it, but I, I worked hard to get there. So, yeah. And I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that because like, do you remember the first, the first, I guess, sale that you had where you're like, oh shit, man, I made it. Like, was there ever a moment in, in your career where you're like, there it is, man. Like the finger snapped and you're like, fuck, like, let's ride this way. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it might be, if I have to try to come up with one answer, it might be Tyler Sagan. I mean, granted he's my boy. I, I spent a lot of time in Dallas and he obviously he's in Dallas and we became good buddies and he bought, I mean, he's bought tons of watches for me, but the first time he bought a watch for me, uh, he was one of the first big superstars to buy a watch for me years and years ago. And, uh, when he did that, I kind of sat back and was like, man, that's, you know, he's my boy and all, and I expect him to buy something for me, but, um, He's still a superstar, and he could do whatever he wants, and he can go wherever he wants. And uh, he was kind enough to come to me, and I thought that was super cool. I remember the moment. That's cool, right? And, and that's what life's about, man. It's just about making memories. Like, at least that's how I kind of live my thing. And the fact, like, I can't – that had to have been such a surreal feeling that Tyler fucking Sagan's like, yeah, man, I trust you. Let's do this. Oh, thank you for everything. And, like, you're just kind of sitting there. You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty cool thing. Sagan's a damn beauty, too. He's a great guy. Oh, he's seen, he's seen, I saw, uh, I watched like a YouTube like documentary on him and he, dude, he's just like a guy's guy. Like during the summer he goes fishing and he hangs out at his little fucking cottage and shit. Like lives, lives the dream. Uh, okay. So those, those are kind of the jewelry questions and I'm glad that we're talking about Tyler Sagan. Cause now let's, how did the whole hockey world start, man? Like who, who, how did you get hooked up with that? I'm sure like there were some good players in Philly growing up that you're just boys with ended up making it and then kind of reach out. You seem like a very sociable person. So I can totally understand that. So like, how, how did, how did that start? Yeah, so I, obviously I played hockey my whole life, you know, Philadelphia Junior Flyers, and I played a year in a small school up in uh, Massachusetts. Um, eventually transferred to the University of Pittsburgh, played a year there, hated it, had my own little problem with hockey. I, I kind of fell out of love with hockey for a minute. I just didn't feel like I was where I should have been, but it's yeah. okay. Um, and so once I moved to California, I actually ran in. I was at a po – I'll tell you this whole story. It's actually a classic story. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm, at a, I'm, at a, I'm at a poker game. Um, with a buddy of mine who's playing. I don't play poker, but he, he was playing poker, and I was just kind of sitting there watching. And none of the guys really knew each other. We're in L.A., and there's this one guy sitting there, and to his right was another guy, a not-so-good-looking guy, but whatever. And, but behind <laughs> the not-so-good-looking guy was a beautiful woman who ended up marrying a big movie star years later, but I won't say names. But anyway, she's massaging the guy, and the, the guy to his left was this random guy that I was just kind of just – I was just sitting there watching the game got kind of stale, and this guy looks over to the, to, to, to the other guy that's getting massaged, and I swear he did, like, a double take. Like, he went, like, here, looked back, and then he... Yeah, he like, was, what the hell's going he says, on? He, he goes, holy fuck, buddy, did you overachieve? They don't know each other. Yeah. Holy fuck, buddy, did you overachieve? And the table erupts. 
erupts. They don't know each other. No one really knows each other before the game. I mean, it's such a random comment to make. The table erupts. I fall off my chair. I'm dying laughing. Like, <laughs> everybody's everybody's thinking it, right? Like, <laughs> and about 10, 15 minutes later, they take a break. So I walk right up to this guy that made the joke. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Um, he goes, why? I go, who the fuck are you? That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. What's your name? He goes, my name's Cody. I'm like, nice. Where are you from? He goes, Toronto. I go, oh, sick. I used to play hockey in Toronto in AAA tournaments out there, hockey tournaments. He goes, oh, sick. Which one? I go, a Toronto Top Gun tournament. He goes, wait, what? He goes, Toronto Top Gun. That's my dad. That's my team. My dad started that tournament. It was a huge tournament back in the day. It's not around anymore, but it was a massive, massive AAA tournament back in the day with select AAA teams all over the country. Um, and he goes, he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, he goes, uh, what team? I told him bike line. And so, well, what's your name? I go, Yadan. My real last name is Yadan. And, uh, and he says, no, no way. I'm, I'm liable. We're 79s. Right. I'm like, yeah, 79. He goes, no fucking way. So we literally been playing hockey against each other for years. No, that's crazy. And so he was major, major, major connected with the NHL. He's a real wealthy guy from Toronto. He knew all the NHL guys at that time, like Sean Avery, Horkoff, you know, all these guys. He was just dialed in with everyone. He played hockey too, um, obviously. Um, but he would always take guys out in L.A., like teams, big dinners, and hook them up. He was dialed in L.A., dialed. Um, and we just became super good friends right out of the gate. We had the same interests. We were the same people almost. Um, and over, over the course of, of months, it turned into him saying he was married and he's like, you know, I'm getting, I'm tired of like taking these teams out. Do, do me a favor to take these guys out. I'm like, well, all right. He, he's paying for everything. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So every, every like you know, once, twice a week, there's a new team in town and I'm taking the whole team out. I'm meeting guys and it's all, you know, he's taking care of the bills and uh, that's I just, that's real. I, <laughs> I, I, I met some amazing guys and I, 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 uh, I massaged some amazing relationships and, you know, I, I never, I never crossed lines or boundaries. I kept it all semi-professional. I mean, I had a good time with them all, but, um, you know, I think they all learned quickly that I was a trustworthy guy. And I, you know, obviously with, with Cody and I, uh, as, as friends and, you know, his best, one of his best boys was Mike Comrie, who ended up becoming one of my best friends. Um, and Mike, Comrie? Mike Comrie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Hillary Duff's actually, right. Pretty sure. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Did you like that? Okay. Doing well, hanging out with good people. <laughs> I just kind of snowballed from there, and uh, that's it, man. Just met a bunch of guys, and you, you meet one guy, you meet the next guy, guy in the locker room. You know, you sell a watch to one guy in the locker room. His teammates want to know who you are, and then they come to you, and it's been a snowball effect. But that was, that was like nine, ten years ago almost. So, like, you know, it's been a lot of time. Yeah, and awesome. yeah, and it's kind of like Matthew McConaughey and like Daisy Confused. He's like, I stay, I stay the same age every year, or they stay the same age every year, or something like that. Like you're always gonna have like a new crop of people coming in looking to like look sick and like hang out. Yeah, right. And you, yeah, absolutely. That's un, that's unreal. So I, I know like you're super close to Scotty Upshaw. I'm assuming you're pretty close to Biz and those guys. Uh, I mean, what are they like? I mean, Upshaw whenever he goes on spin chicklets, it just seems like just absolute pure, just. <laughs> fucking guy's guy cool dude and biz i think i think biz is like one of the coolest people like with the self-deprecating humor and to see where he's gotten to today i i mean what a fourth line like grinder right fourth line like people say the word goon i don't don't really appreciate it but like the fact that i feel like there's nhl players in the game right now that are looking at him being like fuck man i wish i was doing what he's doing which is crazy right like that's unreal let me me tell you something first of all they're all absolute aces um special people um, but more importantly, Biz, um, people don't people don't really realize how hard he works. They yeah. don't. 
I'm talking like has his phone out all the time, mid-conversation, always listening to you, but always on his phone, working, taking notes. I mean, he goes months sometimes without drinking just to kind of stay, stay focused and, and yeah. take care of his shit. Um, he is a beast. He is relentless. He works hard. Um, he works so hard that oftentimes he doesn't even have time to talk to me, and I'm one of his boys. Like, I mean, he really does not stop. Uh, Scotty Upshaw, is that's my brother. He's one of my best, best friends in the world, and he is one of the greatest human beings I've ever known in my life. He's a beauty. He's special. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy. I, I always get jacked up whenever he comes out on the pod because it's like that when they interview people, like I'm sure they know each other and they're like friendly, but the fact that they're like fucking boys and they're bullshitting, like there's it's it's pure, dude. It's there's no script to that. Like they're just they're doing their thing, they're cutting their shit and what they're doing is unreal. Um but yeah, okay, so Gloria. I mean, holy fuck, dude. Did you ever think that was gonna happen? <laughs> holy shit. To this day, man, it's still a it's still a head scratcher. Um <coughs> Alex Dean and I just went to play golf a few weeks ago, um, and we're literally on the car. We're just riding, and we, we, you know, we hang out all the time. But we're literally riding. We look at each other. And we're like, "What the fuck happened?" Like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, and, then, and we all—they're uh, beating shit out of each other in practice, and then all of a sudden, Gloria came, dude. Gloria saved it. Like, that's fucking cool, dude. That's historic. Everybody in St. Louis, and if you're like a regular hockey fan, like you know the song Gloria. You know that that is the Blues fucking thing. And that came from you. That's badass. It's on the ring. That's what that's it's what I'm saying. Like that's incredible. It's like on, when that was it's, going it's on, on Budweiser's factory. It's on it's on one of the big barrels in the factory. It's everywhere. I mean, it's it was um it was probably I, you know, I, I hope for some more great memories in my life, but it was probably the coolest thing I'll ever be a part of in my life. It was really really special. Um. I'm really close to that team. You know, obviously, Uppy played there for years, and I used to go visit him um, and got really, really tight with that whole organization. Um, and uh, to, to be a part of that story, I mean, they were they were dead last in the NHL, and I mean dead last in the NHL before we went to that bar in Philly. And they were drowning. They, it, what, there, were, there was no, like, they were literally drowning at that point. Everybody had them written off. No, I mean, the, the, the story is, you know, we're in the bar, and, uh, you know, the – I mean, the whole story is basically guys uh, on the team were like, hey, Flowers, we're in Philly. Uh, the Eagles are playing uh, in a playoff game. We, I'm a diehard Eagles fan, first of all, for anyone out there watching me. I'm, and I mean diehard. I love the Birds. And, um, and they wanted to watch the game with me. And the next day they played the Flyers. And so uh, I, I came up with an idea for us to go to uh, the Jacks Club, which is a private members-only club in, uh, in South Philly, right in the heart of South Philly. Uh, one of my best boys, a member there, and you know I'm friends with all those guys. So um, I set it up, and they're on their way to the bar, and we have fully catered. I mean, it was a, it's legit. TV's everywhere. It's it's awesome. Um, and they're on their way, and I get a text message from Bortuzzo saying, "Hey, Flowers, man, are we are we in the right area? Like, boys are a little nervous. So they're all good Canadian boys, and they're like, we're running to South to South Philly. <laughs> Where are you uh, taking us? <laughs> you know, there's some, there could be some. You know, you're in the you're in the city." Yeah. Um, I said, don't worry, boys, you're, you're with me. You're safer with us than anywhere. Um, we'll see you when you get here. And they pull up and the place goes nuts. We had a great time. Uh, we had a DJ, um, and the, the DJ Matt was playing, uh, was playing the song Gloria. And I think it was Fabry that kept yelling, play Gloria. He loved the song. He just loved it. He kept, play Gloria, play Gloria. So they kept playing it, playing it. And Steiner's next to me was like, fuck, flowers. He's like, uh, boys, ain't those too good right now. I mean, we need, we need anything. He's like, Fuck, that's a pretty good song. He says, you know what? Uh, 
maybe we'll play. Maybe I'll play in the locker room after if we win. You know, if we win, maybe it'll be a victory song. See what happens. Like, All right, and kind of didn't think much of it. Next night, Bennington plays his first game in the NHL, three nothing shutout against the Flyers. Um, and they were playing the song, and they all, you know, they took a, I don't remember who it was. I, might, I think it might have been Cena or Bortuzzo sent me a video in the locker room, like, hey, Flowers playing your song, fella. <laughs> uh, and I was like, all right, cool. And then the next game they won, and then the next game they won, and it kind of became a thing. And then we had a little break. We went to Cabo. It was me, Upshaw, Bortuzzo, Edmondson, uh, Schwartzy. Um, so we all go there, and we kind of had more laughs about it. And they, we, they come, they, you know, the, that, they go back to the season and they just kept winning and winning and they kept going on and on and on. All of a sudden, Biz and Witter like flowers. What did you do here? What what happened? What's the story here? Get on the podcast. Let's go. Um, so I went on and I told that story and the story just absolutely blew up and they kept winning and they they they, they got into the playoffs and the rest is history. I mean, they won the goddamn mug is what they did. And, I mean, it was incredible. They put me, they put me in the, they, they put me in, in the parade. I had my own float with Portuzo. I was, a, I was under the arch team. Um, I got, I was on the team plane right after the parade. We all went back in the locker rooms, team shower right in the locker room. Um, got on the private team plane, flew right to Vegas, the whole team. Um, so you're probably the most God. desirable free agent out there right now, dude. That's why the Leafs are hitting you up. <laughs> Not that, but uh, it was, Fucking cool, man. It and thank so God you chose a cool song, too, right? Because, like, glorious fucking catchy, dude. Yeah. You hear it once, and it's like, okay, this is in my head, and I'm probably going to be singing it the rest of the day. I'm glad it wasn't, like, some, like, I don't know. It was not. I mean, there was there was, there was, was, was uh, news cameras every single day outside of the bar. They had me go in one day and, sh- and record this video with all the kids in the neighborhood and stuff. Like, you know, good luck your boy Larry Flowers. Good luck to the St. Louis Blues. Um, they put it on the Jumbotron, like, during intermission or during a uh, commercial break. And then it goes on. All of a sudden, it's really big. Like, let's go blues. Let's leave your boy Larry Flowers. The whole place erupts. All the guys are on the bench, like, their head down, like, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. You got a question? You took the puck. Oh, no. I'm just. Oh, you're yeah, just playing man, with the puck. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you have a backup song if we're not going Gloria for the next team that invites you on? Or, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not what it done, dude. Like, I, that's such a special thing, right? Like, what a bond that you created with these guys. It's, I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really, really is crazy. It's an unbelievable story. I'm honored to have been a part of the story. Uh, it's something that I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. It's a story that I'm sure will only get better as I get older. You know, I can only imagine myself being a 67 year old guy telling you know young kids that story and people being like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Right, and, and it relates to, like, the regular hockey fan, right? Because, like, growing up playing hockey, like, I feel like every team has that song in the locker room. Like, we played at Siena, and, like, ours was Timber by Kesha, right? And it was yeah. like, oh, Timber comes on, like, the boys are getting rowdy right now. Except for you just took it to a whole new scale and, like, won a Stanley Cup, which is a little bit different, but, like, kind of the same. I mean, won a cup. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah. I mean, you, I, it was it was not. Yeah, Bortuzzo and I, like I said, we shared a, we shared a float uh, during the parade. Schwartz, was right behind us. Eddie was in, was in front of us. Uh, Shenner was close to us, you know, was, everyone kind of had their own flows. And, um, I mean, I wore my flowers jersey and uh, guys, people were going crazy. People knew, everyone knew the story is so big in St. Louis. Um, it, it's cool town. I, listen, I've been to some major, major parades. I've been to the Phillies parade, uh, in, uh, in 08. I went to the Eagles parade a couple years ago. I'm a diehard Philly four for four sports fan. I mean, those were obviously elite parades, but that St. Louis Blues parade was just as big. It was nuts. Yeah. It was 
absolutely, it was massive. It was like, it was, um, it was major league. It was major league, the parade. And like, and it's kind of cool too, because you got, you have guys like Brett Hull there that are like taking it into like, not even just like current NHLers, but like absolute legends of the game that are like, Gloria, <laughs> Gloria. like that's so fucking cool, man. I'll tell you what, I, and I'll tell you what, one day, one day when a few of the guys that I can't refer to them right now, but one day when certain guys retire and I can really tell some good stories, I'll come back on, I'll tell some real stories. Oh, hell yeah, man, I can't wait. Every year we're going to be hitting yeah. me up. Hey, are we good yet or what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Larry, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. That was unreal. Do you have anything else, Dale? No, I mean, I'm no, just kind of like blown away. Yeah, just like, thinking of the story, like that's the closest you can get to winning a Stanley Cup without actually playing on the yeah, team, like and, the full fucking yeah, experience. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I took a lot of, I took a lot of heat from some of the boys, especially some of my best friends, um, for hoisting the mug. I get some unbelievable pictures of me hoisting that bad boy. Um, you know, some guys think they're old traditionalists. You know, you're not supposed to unless you're a player. I get it. Those guys on the team that were like, "Fuck that, Flowers." You're next. You're grabbing this thing. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Those are those guys didn't give them glory. Are you kidding me? Take a seat, man. The next time you come up with an anthem that wins a Stanley Cup, then talk to me. I'm lifting that bad boy. I, I there's a picture I haven't really posted. There's a picture of me on stage in front of like a million people. It's incredible. Listen, that thing was incredible. I I understand what some of the guys say about like you know you really you should be a player a little bit. Fuck that, man. You, that was like an instrumental role, dude. That's keeping the boys loose in the locker room after a big win. Like, third period, they're up three goals, and they're on the bench. They're like, I can't wait to get in the locker room and play Gloria right now. Like, that's fucking cool, dude. Dude, yeah. As a player, you think about that. We used to play Mambo number five after seeing it. But, like, third period, you're like, fuck, I can't. Let's go. Let's, yeah, let's right? Dance. We're going out tonight. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I, I, you're, like, a pretty cool human being, dude. You're a straight shooter. You have a fucking awesome business. You have great clientele. You love the game of hockey. Like, I'm, I'm pumped that you were able to come on and tell your story. And, uh, again, guys, go to LarryFlowers.com if you're looking to uh, impress some people. Like yeah, or, yeah my, my Instagram is LarryFlowersJewelry. I do most of my business on my Instagram, but I'm accessible to anyone. Um, I honestly I get the best deals in the industry no matter what. That's my whole entire shtick. Take good care of my people um, no matter what. Best prices. Um, I'm always available no matter what. Text me, DM me, whatever. Awesome, yeah. man. And, that, and that's the best part, too. Like, I told my girlfriend I was coming on here, and I, I didn't really know much about, like, who you do business for. So I was like, ah, you know, but you read your DMs, you're open to everyone. I, I really respect that. Yeah, so we, we had this call set up for six, and we were trying to figure out who's calling who, who's going what, and, like, trying to figure it out. So I go right on his website, and it has his name of this number. I call the number. Two seconds later, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, it's Jimmy Collins. Like, we kind of thought we were getting punked at first. And he's like, no, I'm coming on the pod, dude. Let's figure this shit out. 100%. Boys, it's a privilege for me to come on, man. I love what you guys are doing. It's great. I'll come on anytime. Anytime. Thanks, man. We really appreciate that. And again, check him out. This guy's a beauty. And and also, if you have anything in the bargain bin of any sort, let let us know. Maybe we can yeah. put together stuff. Yeah, if McDavid sends a watch back, <laughs> yeah, let me know. <laughs> maybe maybe at some point, if we get big enough, you'll you'll be the first person we go to. I promise. Oh, you yeah. If there's if there's ever anything you guys ever need from me, anything anything hockey related, whatever it might be, please feel free to ask. Please. Fuck Thank yeah, you, man. Bro. Thank you so much again. That's Larry Flowers. Check it out. We appreciate you coming on, and everybody who listens to it. Have a great week, man. So, there's only one thing left to say. Gloria, dude. Glory. Hey, Corey, here we go. Here's some music. Thanks again, Larry. You guys are you guys are beauties. Thank you so much, boys.